Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here once again on this incredibly special occasion as we celebrate the upcoming Christmas and New Year, and happy that you can join me today. Thankful for your love, your generosity. Thank you for for being here with me, listening to me, and wanting to make this time special for all. Have so much to be thankful for during this time of year. Thankful for the love, thankful for Christmas and the reason for the season. Now, each of you out there, everyone out there is going to celebrate Christmas differently or if you even celebrate Christmas at all, right? Some of you celebrate Hanukkah. Some of you celebrate Kwanzaa. Some of you celebrate, you know, winter solstice, whatever you celebrate, (laughs) you know, make it special. But there's one thing I like to tell you about this time of year is the fact that you want to be kinder, more loving. And I know that can be difficult because many of those out there are suffering right now. Many people are losing their jobs, losing their lives, losing their livelihoods. There's a lot of animosity. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hate going on in our country and the world. Many of it's related to covid Many of it's related to staying at home and being locked away. And many of it's related to our, our, our lives changing over the since March so drastically sometimes. Realizing that, you know, is it going to end? Is COVID going to be on its way out? Or are we going to have to deal with this for years to come? Who knows, right? Let's not just talk about COVID right now, but let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about a more cheerier note. Like, what is your favorite Christmas movies? Your favorite Christmas songs, right? And so, some of my favorite movies, right, include um, Love Christmas Vacation. That's a classic in my home. Um, I love... Um, it's a wonderful life. I like, um, oh man, why don't I join a blank now? Cause <laughs> I'm thinking of all the movies and my brain's overloading on all the Christmas movies. I like, um, you know, I like the home alones. A lot of it, a lot of the movies I grew up with included home alone. I grew up with, I love, um, trains, planes and automobiles. I love that one. I definitely love love actually. That was a, it's a great film. Um, uh, let's see, what else? I love, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, the Polar Express, that one's decently made. I love that one. That one's really nice. Um, Christmas Carol, one of my favorites with Alistair Sim. That one's one of my favorite. Love that one. Um, so many others, you know, some of you out there like Elf. Um, some of you like Fred Claus, um, some of you like 
four Christmases, I think, with Vince Vaughn. Um, so, so many different choices, right, to choose from. White Christmas, you know, I like a lot of the older films, you know, made during World War II. And you just had, you just sense a diff- very different feeling to those films as today, right? I like Krampus, which is kind of a morbid type of Christmas film for many of you out there. You may not like that one, but it does have a good message about being grateful to your loved ones, appreciating those in your life, treating everybody with kindness, or Krampus is going to come get you, right? As opposed to Santa, who's going to put some lumps of um, coal in your stocking for being bad boys and girls, right? So I don't know how many of you out there believe in Santa, right? Many of you out there who are adults listening to this are probably like, I grew out of Santa when I was four years old. I never believe in Santa, you know? I think it's fun to believe in Santa. St. Nicholas was an actual person, right, who lived centuries ago, you know? Um, And it's important to really, you know, look at that person for who he was because he was a uh, a real person. I think he was from Asia Minor. He was a, a incredibly wealthy, I believe, bishop. And he would leave gifts for those, you know, for those children, right? So he um, basically was the first Santa, basically, right? Obviously, we Americanized it, Westernized it, however you want to um, put it, with Santa on, with eight reindeer and a fat jolly old man with white beard and white skin and speckles on his cheeks and saying ho 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 you know and just really someone who comes down your chimney which seems kind of weird because you're kind of uh encouraging breaking and entering right but it's all for the good of christmas because the kids get some free gifts right and it makes kids so happy right Santa, I have no problem with Santa. I love Santa. And I would like to believe that there's a fat, jolly man out there and um, who lives in the North Pole and he's trying to do everything he can to make the world a better place, bring joy to the world. And he has lots of elves, although we probably don't want to call them that, little people. And I love the the line in the Santa Claus where Jamie is like talking to his class and telling his dad is Santa Claus and everybody's laughing and 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 Jamie was saying, Hey, you know what? There's elves and and the teacher's like, No, we don't call them that. They're little people. And he's like, Well, they really are elves. And she's like, Whatever, honey. <laughs> you know. Like she's not gonna argue with him, right? But um, Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3. Probably 1 is my favorite. 2 is okay. 3, that's okay too. But, um, you know, just what's important about those films to me is that, you know, I grew up with those films. You know? I grew up with those films. And I'm thinking, like, what was the... You know, you think about the Christmas films... Of the deer of your birth, right? And you think about what are those films, right? 
what films were made in 1979 <laughs> um, during my birth, my year of birth. And I think about that and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I have to kind of do a little research. And uh, I have to find it. But um, let's see. Let's see if I can find one. Yeah, because some of those films are like, were stop animation. I think, uh, I don't know if Rudolph was made in those years, the, the stop animation version. Um, but I'll do some research. <laughs> Something I was just thinking about right now that popped into my head. Um, but really thinking about Santa, Eight Reindeer, Rudolph. Um, Mrs. Claus, the elves, making gifts, eating cookies, you know, being jolly, being happy, where Santa works very hard one day a year, right? So it's like, what is he doing for the rest of the year? Well, planning for the year, making it the best day possible to go off without a hitch. That's definitely true, right? So we have to think about that, you know? Um, the other films I'm thinking about, I love The Grinch. The Grinch from 2000 with Jim Carrey. That one's decently made. White Christmas, I'd probably mention that. Christmas with the Cranks. That's fun, right? Um, what else is another Christmas movie? <laughs> Some of them out there, you know? I don't know. There's so many out there, right? Um, everyone's going to have a very different view of like what they want to watch. Um, but some of the Christmas songs, you know, I have... You know, one that I just played with Nat King Cole. I have another one that I'm going to play for you, which is a favorite of mine. Um, one of the other films that I think of is Jack Frost. Not really a favorite, but I think it's fun. Where, um, you know, Christmas Carol. What else is there? Um, well, there was also Christmas Vacation 2, right? But I think Randy Quaid is in that one, not Chevy Chase. So I never think, I don't think I saw that one before. Um, tons, right? So during this time of year, what do you do, right? Do you stay home? Do you go shopping? Um, I know during this time of year, it's very difficult to do those things. Although people are doing it, and I admit I'm doing it myself, okay? With caution, of course. Am I getting close to people? Absolutely not. To be honest, a lot of my shopping I did online. Um, and there's, there's one place I, I really try to avoid, although it's kind of hard sometimes nowadays is Amazon, Amazon. I'm not a big, to be honest, you know, believer in Amazon. I, I, to be honest, in my opinion, I, I think they, they, they exploit their workers. They don't pay them very much, especially warehouse workers. It's a multi-billion dollar company. Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. Imagine having that title. He lives in one of the biggest mansions in, I believe, Beverly Hills, which cost $135 million. He has it all, people. He has it all. And many of you out there, wow, yeah, he has a great life. You know, he has money, he has power, he has, he can do whatever he wants. You know, he could walk away from Amazon and he would be okay. He could go live in some mansion and wherever he wants in the world and he wouldn't have any worry 
whatsoever, right? Do we all live that life? Some of us do. Some of us would just hope for a bed to sleep in, a warm place to sleep, food in our tummy, clothes on our back. But many people out there today don't have that. Many people today are suffering. Many kids out there are suffering due to food insecurities, due to being at home, going to school because of COVID. Many kids out there and adults are being abused physically, mentally, sexually. I'm sorry to put it out there, but it's true. Even you, people like adults like you and me who, you know, the wife is stuck home ever at work with a piece of garbage husband or boyfriend who's beating the hell out of her because she has nowhere to go. That, that's the damage that COVID has done to society that people don't realize sometimes. And I can only imagine and I, sh- I cringe at the thought of kids out there getting abused you know, because they don't go to school physically anymore right now. And it's a pretty scary thought. And I, I only hope that COVID will end soon for just that reason alone so kids can go back to school and live a normal, somewhat successfully normal life again. And we'll get there. But unfortunately, not before some kids die, before some parent takes a beating to them because he or she's frustrated over the fact that they're too lazy to kind of help their kids in school because they feel like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to help my kid with school. I shouldn't have to do this. This is a teacher's job. But that's our job, parents, to teach our kids. It's not the teacher's job to do that. Yes, I know. We can't always teach kids every single subject. We, I don't know it either. I'm terrible at math, people. <laughs> That's not my best subject. I would not be a very good math teacher. Teachers are a treasure. Especially really good teachers who... My daughter, I feel in my opinion, has some of the best teachers she's had. And she has become an incredible little girl because of those great teachers. The importance of teachers cannot be overstated. We need more great teachers. And I too want my daughter to go back to school. But I have to think about it this way, everyone. That I'm thankful my daughter is here, that I get to watch her be in school Right, that I get the opportunity to be there and watch her learn and spend this time with her. Something we all need to realize that we get the opportunity to spend time with our kids like we've never gotten to spend time with them like before. And some parents are like, well, I don't want that. I don't want to spend that much time with my kids. I need 
my time alone. I need my space. I need, I need, I need, I want, I want. And it's just about them, right? It's just about you. And you may say, oh, so wow, I do. Well, maybe you're selfish. Maybe you're selfish because your kids are the reason for your existence. And you may not agree with that comment. You may be like, well, Joseph, I'm my own person. My kids don't make me exist. But they are part of the reason you exist today. They are your legacy. Being a Christian, I believe that we must raise our kids the right way. We must be there for them. We must support them. We must love them. You know? There was one person that my wife works with um, who basically stated she sent her eight-year-old away to, live, to, to stay with grandma and grandpa because she, she was fed up. She was tired. She, did, she didn't want to deal with them anymore. And it was only like, it's only going to be for two weeks. But still, imagine sending your kid away. I'm just tired. I'm fed up. I can't take this. I get it. Kids are frustrating. I get it. Kids are a lot of work. I get it. We lose our patience. We lose our tempers for our kids. Does that mean we just send them away? Right? Right? Oh, one of my other favorite films, The Cinderella Man. I always loved during that, watching during that current Christmas, you know, so. With Russell Crowe and Renee Zellweger. <laughs> Wegger, however you want to say it. But um, our kids, right? We all want them to go back to school next year, right? We all want them to be successful. We all want them to be happy. We want them to have that normalcy. Of course we all do. But this period of our history with COVID is something that we'll all remember for years to come. You know, I, I would like to talk to somebody who went through the original, you know, another pandemic in 1918, but many of those people are dead. You know, you know, but many of the things that they're the, that they experience, we that we're experiencing, they experience as well. Anti-maskers, super spreaders, people who spread the, the, the virus and not wearing masks. People who have no sympathy, have no empathy, have no not a caring damn bone in their body about those who are around them. We live in a very tough country, people, because countries look at us as examples. And I'm sorry to say we failed. We failed how we should react to COVID. We failed how we should react to how we treat each other. Where's the loving kindness, people, in our country? Where is it? I don't see it. I don't see it, everybody. Pretty sad, isn't it? So how do we how do we move on from this? Well, 
hard too. Many people will not. You know, our country is in a very difficult position. One of the hardest things about this whole situation with COVID is misinformation. People, especially the media, social media, allowing the spread of misinformation to confuse people, to anger people. And it's only gotten worse over time. People don't really fully know the truth about what's going on in our own country. Because you have those who are in the media who go on there Sprout lies. Pass it off as truth. People just eat it up. Right? People just eat it up and consider it truth. And they repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And people consider that to be truthful. When it's not. That is not the truthful. That is not truth. And we need to realize that. We need to realize that. And we need to get smarter about it. I'm sorry to say I, I, I'm pretty disappointed with our country. Pretty disappointed with the fact that we are supposed to be one of the most civilized countries and most industrialized countries in this world. But we are stupid as hell for many people. Especially those who prop themselves up as being intellectuals. Right? They don't have a brain in their head. Even common sense logic goes out the window. But how, how does this deal with Christmas, right? How does this deal with what we're going through today? Well, the fact is that we need to get smarter people. We need to open our eyes. We need to realize that people are lying to us. We need to realize that we need to focus on realigning ourselves to what the truth is out there. Doing our research, not taking everything at face value. And that's so important because all too often, that's what people are doing. Taking everything as truth. We are not going to, our country is not going to be perfect. In my opinion, as long as we don't go to communism or dictatorship, you know, we'll be okay. But we have people that are trying to lead this country into the wrong direction. Or, you know, do I believe in Biden? I have a belief in him. I don't know what he's going to do. Am I scared about the, the, the uh, direction he may want to take us? Not really. I was much more fearful of Donald J. Trump taking us into a authoritative direction, a dictatorship. One book I'm reading right now, which I encourage all of you to read. It's called Strong Men. Mussolini to the Present by Ruth Ben Gihat. I think that's how you spell it. It's G H 
I-A-T. It's a hyphenate. Ben hyphenate gahat. And I'm reading that. I just started that right now. And it's really just an incredible book about the strongmen and how they develop into strongmen. And it goes into people like Mussolini, Hitler, Donald Trump, um, others, you know. And just the incredibly scary differences between people like Hitler, people like Mussolini, how they became into power, and Donald J. Trump, and his tendencies, and what he's done, and just him leading us towards a fascist country, which is pretty scary. People did not, 80 million people did not just vote for Biden because they love Biden. 80 million people voted for Biden because they didn't want Trump. Simple as that. Simple as that because people see the truth. Unfortunately, 75 million people or 73 million people who voted for Trump, in my opinion, are lost. I'm sorry. You know, you may not like that response. You may like the fact that, well, oh, well, he did a lot of great things for us. And maybe he did. But I'm sorry to say that everything that he did good was overshadowed by his attitude, by how he treated people, all the terrible things he did. But people like that about him, right? People like a strong man. People like the fact that you can step on people. People like the fact that, that they, they can do it too and get away with it. Or so they think they can. That's the idea Trump is trying to pass to Iwilis. Is you can have the freedom to do what you want. We can live in a lawless country, which probably one day we will. But there are certain, I would say, guardians in place that are protecting our freedoms, protecting that from happening, especially the military. Right? So you have to remember that. That there are still good people out there who are trying to and will not allow us to turn, be turned into some fascist state. But is it possible? Yes, it is. It is possible. Many of the, the people in the book that I'm reading... Um, didn't think that it was possible, but it was. They took their eyes off the prize. They took their eyes off the ball. And before you know it, their country was overtaken. Do I believe that we're going to be overtaken with socialism? I don't see it that way. You may say I'm wrong. You may say, well, Joseph, we're going to a, a socialist country. We're going to be, you know, everything. We're going to be, you know, Paying for everything. We're, we're going to be using our tax dollars to, you know, fund this and fund that and blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm not saying that, you know, we, we shouldn't help people. We shouldn't help the poor. We shouldn't help equalizing society a little bit. Because the rich had to have their run. They have squandered 
my opinion, squandered billions and trillions of dollars in tax cuts. And where, how did that help? Trickle-down economics does not work, people. Trickle-down economics does not work. Trumpism doesn't work. Reaganism doesn't work. You notice the trend here that it's, it's mostly GOP that are making these decisions and how we're not in a better state. We're actually in a worse state with them in leadership. Some of you may not agree with me. I, I'm, again, this is my opinion. Where are we headed? I don't know. You know, as a Christian, we are told that God's in control, and I believe that. God is in control. God's control of the present, the past, and the future. He knows the end date on our world. He knows when he's going to take it back from the devil. Because that's who's ruling this place, the devil. We have to realize that. Many of you who are listening to this may not be Christians, and that's okay. But there is a sinister force out there trying to rule our lives, our country. And it's not the Democrats. You know, I don't even know if it's the Republicans. It's something more, much more sinister out there. Okay. But I see the destruction. I see where we're headed. I'm fearful for the fact that I don't know what, what kind of life my daughter's going to live one day. What kind of future she's going to have. And all of us parents should fear for that. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. But, you know, being that this is a Christmas, you know... <laughs> you know, episode. Let me play my next song here. Let's get started.
Come Home for Christmas. Love that song by the Eagles, right? Such a great song. I often think, when was that, when was that song made? You know, let, let me take a look here because that, probably before I was even born. <laughs> Come home, please. Come home for Christmas. Let's see. Please come home for Christmas. Let's see here. Let's see, Eagles. Thinking about that. <laughs> Please come home for Christmas. Uh, hmm. I have to take a look at when that song was made, but oh, 1993. So not that long ago. Well, maybe, you know, it's a pretty, it's lasted that long, you know, but I like it because it's been in plenty of films, shows, movies, you know, whatever, but it's a good song. But thinking about many of those who are coming home for Christmas, taking that flight across the country or to another country and during the time when we are experiencing this COVID. Hopefully many of you who are traveling during this time are safe. Hopefully many of you who are getting on planes, trains, and automobiles are safe. Personally, I wouldn't, but you know, people have to live their lives, right? Many of those out there don't want to be away from family. They've been stuck away from seeing their family. They've been looking forward for this time of year for a whole, almost a whole year now, and they're unwilling to let it go. And I don't know, I can't call those people selfish. I don't know their hearts, right? Um, but I do see that we have to just be cautious and be careful. Wear our masks, social distance. And I know from the sound of it, you may say, well, Joseph, you know, you're, you're just being conditioned to like do things that you shouldn't probably even have to do. Like, should we be social distancing? Should we have to wear a mask all the time? Should we have to do this? Should we have to, you know, now that a vaccine is here, you know, although it's not going to be dispersed countrywide rather quickly it's going to take some time there is that hope everybody that if you do get sick and need the vaccine that it's going to be there now that we have some hope and hopefully people's lives are being saved I haven't contemplated if I'm going to take the vaccine yet I know my wife is kind of against it she I have to, she kind of one of those people that sometimes believes in the conspiracies and not everyone, but some of them, you know, like Microsoft trying to implant us with chips to control us or whatever. I don't know. You know, I am not a big believer in conspiracy theories. You know, there are certain things I do believe that people still consider them conspiracies, but I do believe they exist. You know, like things like UFOs. I believe in Bigfoot. I believe in the Mothman. And there's other things out there that I believe in that exist that maybe I haven't seen 
But, you know, that's okay. I do believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I've never seen God physically. But I will one day when I die. Hopefully not soon, but, you know, one day I will see Him. But it's about the belief that, you know, there's something greater than us that exists today. Right? And I believe that. And I think we all should believe in something that that exists today. Exists that's a higher power than us. I, I believe in angels. I believe that there's a a war going on in the heavens of for be, between good and evil that's fighting and we don't we may, may not physically see it but it's going on right so you may think i'm crazy <laughs> you know you may think hey Joseph, you're nuts you know I, you know you you think there's things there that are not there well i yes i do we all have our belief systems folks you have it and i have it do you believe in Santa? I like to believe in the thought of Santa. I like to believe in the fact that there's a man, you know, that exists that represents Jesus. Now, Jesus is not some fat, jolly white guy with a big belly and a white beard and who gives presents, but Jesus Christ, you know, or Santa represents a form of Jesus. A kindness, a giving, a big heart. You know, because history tells us that there was a Saint Nicholas from Asia Minor, or I think Hungary, that existed centuries ago, who would leave gifts to the poor because he was a very wealthy bishop, you know, so he, had, he was very rich. Um, so I like to believe in that. I like to believe that we still have generosity in this country, and I do believe that exists still today. You know, I know many of us are not as generous as we like to be. You know, there's people out there who are suffering homelessness, no jobs, no food, on the verge of losing everything, that are just trying to make it. And who's caring for those people? I'd like to believe that the church is, but to be honest, I think the church failed people in that area. You know? I like to believe that the government's helping those people, but the government have failed those people. You know? And one of the messages I, I quite hear regularly is that we can't depend on the government. Well, well of course we can't, people. The government doesn't care about you or me. The government is not a person. But the people who run the government are people. Now I can't see into their hearts. But deep down, there are people I, I truly believe that care about us. That do try to make a difference. But unfortunately, it's a body of people that makes the difference in government. To make things happen. One person alone. Is not going to do the job. Not even the president of the United States. Has all the power. To do everything for the people. 
If that was the case, we would have a dictatorship. He would snap his fingers and boom, everything gets done. That's not the way we do it here, people. So, it's unfortunate that people are suffering, waiting for aid, waiting for some type of stimulus, waiting for something to help them stay afloat. Hopefully, during these times when things recover, people will open their eyes and say, Hey, I need to be tougher. I need to be a little meaner. And you may say, Joseph, but this is a Christmas message. How can you be mean during Christmas? Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you have to be tougher in the sense of not letting, of really going out and getting what you want in life. Taking no shit. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse my language. But that's what we have to do. And you can do it. You can. There's a lot of hate out there right now. There's a lot of anarchy. There's a lot of people trying to destroy our country from within. Even within our own government trying to destroy us. There will always be enemies both foreign and domestic in our country. Whether we like to think of it or not. There will be. There will be Americans who want to destroy our country. Not to help people, but because of the fact that they want to destroy the country. They want to destroy things and try to help rebuild, you know, in, in something, in some utopia that they feel that would benefit society when they don't know what the hell they're doing, people. I think books are a great indicator to how things can go. I'm reading a couple books right now. I just finished Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. And I'll read the back jacket so you got an idea of what it's about. Brave New World is a darkly satiric vision of a, of a utopian future where humans are genetically bred and pharmaceutically anesthetized to passively serve a ruling order. A powerful work, a powerful work of speculative fiction that has enthralled and terrified readers for generations. It remains remarkably relevant to this day as both a warning to be heeded as we head into tomorrow and as thought-provoking, satisfying entertainment. Right? I finished reading that. It's a fantastic book. Um, the, what got me into reading that book is after I read that. Well, I read 1984. Then I read um, The Exorcism, which is excellent. Then I read this book. I'm also reading another book at this time called Strong Men. Mussolini to the Present by Ruth Ben Hyphen Jihat G H I A T. I'm probably pronouncing her wrong, her last name wrong, but fantastic book. And that book, let me see. Very incredible book, and it's basically about um, a playbook employed by authoritative demologues from Mussolini to Putin, enabling her to predict with uncanny accuracy the recent experience in America. In Strongman, she lays out the bare 
lays bare the blueprints these leaders have followed over the past hundred years and empowers us to recognize, resist, and prevent their disastrous rule in the future. It also talks about, of course, Donald Trump. Um, just the incredible book that I'm reading right now. I'm just, I'm not even halfway. I just started it. Um, but I love reading. Reading, reading and writing for me is two of my passions. It just opens my mind to these other worlds. And I know that sounds really cliche, but it does. If people would just read more, pick up a damn book. Read. I'm not talking, I'm talking about a book, people. Go pick up a book. Read. Whatever book it is. You know, I'm talking, you know, it could be nonfiction, fiction. You know, I don't think you're going to read a math book, but, you know, and, and see... Just the effect it has over your mind, over your creativeness, over the way you see things in a different perspective, right? And I think you will have a new perspective. Also, pick up a pen, write on a daily basis. Write a book, write a journal, write, write something. And see the differences that you see in your, in the way you see things. Put down the social media. Put down Fox News. Put down CNN. Well, I actually mean turn it off. But turn off one known network. Turn off Supermax. Whatever that news media is. (laughs) Put away the parlor or parlay. Put away Facebook. Disconnect people. And just see what happens when you just pick up a damn book. And where you go from there. You might just enjoy it. I'm not saying that movies, television are necessarily bad. They're not. They're not evil. But one of the things that Stephen King says that I read in his um, just writing book. It was a book about how to be a writer. You know, his challenges some of the things he went through where he was basically saying that television kind of destroys creativity as a writer which i consider myself to be a writer because i'm writing my current novel which i'm going on third draft i'm been writing for a couple of years now and it takes time i want it to be not necessarily perfect but i want it to be as perfect as possible It's important. I do plan to hopefully publish it, whether it's self-publishing or find a publisher and go from there. So it's important, right? Hopefully one day I will put the book out there and people will read it and hopefully love it. But usually the first book of any writer is not meant to be great. (laughs) It's his first book or her first book. You hope it's great. You know, it's many times it could be. But usually for many writers, it's not. And that's okay with me. Because it's a learning process. Takes time to be good at something. You just got to take the time to do it. Right? So everyone, you know, this message, I think I'm going to make a little bit shorter today. I'm sorry to say. I want you guys to all enjoy Christmas, Hanukkah, 
the holidays. I will be most likely, you know, having a new um, message for, for New Year's, right? But just really, I want you guys to enjoy this time. Spend time with your family. Be safe. Wear a mask. Protect yourself. Let's try to be around for next year, folks. And, and just be kinder to one another. Be more loving. Stop believing the lies that are out there. Be smarter. Be more educated. I mean, there's so much we could do, right? To be better people. When you turn on the tube, you just see hate. You see anger. You see anarchy. Left versus right. Democrats versus Republicans. And I get it. Generally hate each other. We shouldn't hate anybody, but that's kind of the messaging on TV, right? I try not to, you know, stigmatize a group of people, you know? You've probably heard me talk about groups such as Christians or Democrats, Republicans, you know? And this this podcast is not really meant to be a political podcast, but it's so infused in society today. It's so infused with what we're trying to do and live our lives that it's blasted into us 24-7. Seven days a week. Theories, theories, conspiracies, you name it. Out there to, to fill our minds with, unfortunately, some of it's, many of it's garbage. So let's try not to believe it. Let's try to be smarter than that. Because there's going to be a time where our society will turn into 1984. And for those of you who read that book, you know, you understand where I'm coming from. But for those of you who have not read George Orwell's 1984, pick up that book, go read it, and go see, and also go watch the movie. You'll love it. I guarantee it. I hope you do anyways, but... And see kind of where we're headed, right? Deep down, we're headed toward an authoritative state one day. It may not be tomorrow. We kind of dodged a bullet with Donald A. Trump. as my belief that he was trying to turn this place into a fascist country built around his own self-greed, his own, you know, self-dealing, which he still is trying to do and doing to this day. Because he's technically not going to be out of office until January 20th. But anyways, I digress. I will end this on a happy note. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Much With much love to all of you out there. I appreciate and thank you for being here with me every time, every podcast. Listening to me rant and rave. Some of you may not fully agree with me. Some of you may even hate my words. Some of you may even hate my voice. But this pod is for you, but it's for me. It's for my family, my daughter. It's for a way for those who will show I have an imprint in this world, although many of you may not care about that. I do. I think all too often one of the things that caused me to 
create this podcast is that, you know, when my mom passed away in 2015, December 9th, right before Christmas, which was the worst Christmas I can always imagine, remember, that was a new year was tough, very hard. And even it's hard to this day, I'm not going to lie. Five years ago is not that long ago. You know, it's really not. I only have one recording of her voice. I think it's happy birthday or something that I've been able to save all these years. Pretty sad, isn't it? I know we shouldn't hold on to those things. Many people have, you know, save that voicemail that somebody's passed away and then suddenly it gets, you know, deleted. And it's devastating. I hope to never lose her voice. But that's the reason I do this is so I can't lose my voice. So that one day when my daughter listens to my words, to how I think, to how I see things, she will use my words in a way and appreciate them. And it will be kind of just a way for me to connect with her. That's my thought anyways. But as we go off into Christmas this week, let's not turn it into Christmas vacation, people. I know it's tough being with family. I know that we don't all get along. Let's try to leave politics off the table for Christmas and New Year's. Let's just enjoy each other's company. Watch a good film, watch a good movie, and, and go from there. And love each other. Be happy. Be grateful with one another. Eat some good food and enjoy each other's presence. Which much love in this time of year. Enjoy your holidays. God bless. And thank you for joining me on Just Talk with Joe Meyer. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child.